Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public. Might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind. You better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack. You better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. Hello, hello, oh, and welcome to the Purple Pants Podcast, episode 132, Clean Slate. Feel like I haven't talked to y'all all year. I serve as your humble and oh-so-gracious host, Bryce Isaiah, and I thank you for tuning in to the first Purple Pants Podcast of 2022. If you have not already, okay? If you didn't subscribe all last year, let this new year be the year that you subscribe to the Purple Pants Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever it is that you get your podcasts from. Hit the subscribe button, okay? Write a review and give your baby boy some five stars. Happy New Year! Feliz Navidad! How is everyone doing? Listen, New Year, who this? I am just excited that we have, listen, we got 2020 out the way. We got 2021 out the way. I am hoping that 2022 know how to act. Listen, I'm literally looking at 2022 like, let's say, come in here, sit your behind down, don't touch nothing, don't do nothing. Just be okay. I'm li- I'm literally treating 2022 like I'm a parent of four. Okay, and we're going shopping. Keep your hands in the cart. Don't touch nothing. Don't ask for nothing. But I am excited though. With every new year, I feel like comes a clean slate. And you know, your baby boy don't believe in New Year's resolutions. You know, because I'm on the road. But there is something about just the the essence of the start of a new year, a clean slate, and you can make of it what you want. It's like starting a new job. It's like moving into a new apartment. It's like starting a new friendship. It's like starting a new relationship. It's like, you know what? You learn from the past and the things that you did not like, you know, what you didn't like at that old job and you went out and found a new job to give you those better things, which you didn't like in that old relationship. 
Okay, you found in a new relationship, which you ain't like about that old house or old apartment when you were searching. You know, it's a clean slate. And I am hoping that everyone feels that way in moving into 2022. What you didn't like about yourself, your insecurities, you know, we're letting it go and it's a clean slate. And, you know, we are telling ourselves. Not just telling ourselves, but we are believing that we could be what we want to be. And so I that's what I love about the new year. You know, everybody on a diet, everybody working out. Now, listen, your baby boy got to get on a diet myself. Not a diet, though. Get me together, posse. A lifestyle change. You know, I, you know, I, 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 you know, the baby boy likes to wet the whistle. And listen, it's been a long time. So wait a minute. Mm. I am wetting the whistle. Today's wetting of the whistle is uh, courtesy of Barb and John, my parents. While I was at their house, I did a little grocery shopping as I always do. And when I was leaving, I was like, mom, let me get this bottle of tequila. And my mom was like, don't let John see. Also, while we were on the subject, let me tell y'all about a Christmas gift that John <laughs> gifted me. So anytime I go to my mom's house, you know, you, you know, your baby boy loves to take a bath. And one of the things that I love the most is that, well, here's another thing. The older I get, the more I realize I do not like grocery shopping. Like I used to like grocery shopping. And maybe when I get in like, you know, a relationship and I'm in a two two person household, maybe I will fall in love again with like grocery shopping. But like as it stands in my life right now, I don't got time. And I feel like Uber Eats, Grubhub, uh, Instacart, they are my friends. Although it, it, it's a little bit costly, but you know, when it's a pay week, you know, I will like just, just <laughs> judge me if you want, but I'd rather just lay in my bed and um, then like the thought of like getting dressed to go to the grocery store. So I say that to say that when I go to my mom's house and when I'm about to leave, I always love it because like, Barb and John, they always are like, do you need anything? You need a can of beans. Yeah, here, take this ham, take this juice. Like, you know, so I always go grocery shopping. Now, I am one that is really big on like scents. I love for each room in my home to have a different scent. I love when I go away, even if I'm going to the store, not the grocery store, if I'm going to Target or somewhere or the mall or the post office and I come back to my home, I love for it, like when I walk in the door, to, I love for it to smell. I'm really big on like oil burners. Um, and I'm also really big on like an airwick, you know, like the airwick plugins. So I have one in mostly every room in my house. But listen, the airwick plugins is kind of expensive. I normally get them at like Target. You can get like, I think it's like two, four, four, maybe five for like $9.99. But my mom and John. See, they go to Costco's, so they always get like the 16 or 20 pack of the Airwicks. So whenever I go to my mom and John's and they're like packing up, you know, the goodies for me, I always go uh, in their laundry room and I always like. I don't steal. It's more like I wouldn't say borrowing, but it's more like I am love gifting to myself. You know, because that's the thing. You can love gift to yourself, 
So I love gifts to myself. They like out they 20 pack of the Airwicks. I always like love gift about four of them. And so it's always a good thing when I get back home from their house. I always like, you know, you know, put the Airwicks, plug them in. And so I, I don't even ever like tell my mom this or John this. Like we never have a conversation about it. Um, and you know, I'm assuming that they notice because sometimes I literally will take the last one and then I'll like throw the pack away or sometimes it's a fresh pack and I just take four. But on Christmas morning, like three o'clock in the morning when we were all taking shots, my mom was like, uh, John really wants to give you this gift. And so I'm like, okay. And I'm always shy when it comes to like people giving me gifts and like opening it in front of people. So, but I'm like, well, what does John want to give me? Okay. Like, is he paying off my student loans? Cause if it ain't that, I don't want it. So I open this box that's clearly wrapped by my mom and signed by my mom to Bryce from John, even though it's in Barb's handwriting. Um, and my mom used to do that to us as a children. I can remember like, when I'm like seven, eight, nine, it would be like two Bryce from Santa. And I'm like, well, that's interesting. Cause like, you know, it's my mom's handwriting. My mom has like very specific handwriting. Anyway, I'm rambling, but I open it and baby, it is a Costco's Airwick. Okay. John. <laughs> and I bust out laughing because I'm like, wait a minute. Y'all noticed? So, and my mom was like, yes, we know when you leave, you always take the Airwicks with you. <laughs> so, okay. Shout out to John. Okay. But listen, the best grocery stores are your parents' house when the credit is love and you don't have to pay. And I'm just so excited because listen, they didn't get, they gifted your baby boy the Costco's 20 pack. So listen, that's, that's saving me a couple of dollars. It's a clean slate and my house is smelling amazing. So it was, the holiday season was really fun and I, I had a good time spending it with my brothers, my family. And I talked about this before, but you know, like my, my family, like we're not that close. Like I'm very close with my mom, close with my sister, my nephew, but my brothers, we're not that close. And I have to say like this Thanksgiving, Christmas was somewhat unusual. We all were getting along and it just had me reflecting to the times of when we were children and, you know, my late brother Bevan was alive and it just gave me very fond memories. So I was really just elated to spend the holidays with my family. I also, I know y'all like, okay, baby boy. And another thing that I wanted to touch upon in the first monologue of the first Purple Pants podcast of 2022 is recognizing growth in yourself. You know, we're saying a clean slate where you get to start over. But also, I think that it's just so important to recognize the growth in yourself and realizing that where I am today is not where I was at a year ago. And where I thought I was at a year ago was like, you know, amazing. But when I say that I'm on the road to a better Bryce, I really inactively try to just be a better person. Um, not only to my friends and my families, but to myself and share a quick little anecdote with you guys. Right before the New Year's, I uh, one of my friends invited uh, maybe two of us 
close friends uh, to like a private soft opening, I should say, a soft opening of a restaurant in, you know, my local area. And I was really excited just to kind of sort of just be with my friends and be on myself. And during the dinner, I actually got into an argument with one of my closest friends. And it was like just maybe a misunderstanding. But in the moment, I just felt attacked. And I, you know, just takes me back to a place whenever I feel attacked or whenever I feel like somebody is coming at me, I resort to like Bryson eighth grade. And I don't always like that because I feel like Bryson eighth grade doesn't respond appropriately or any of that. So, so anyway, I got into a disagreement with one of my friends and just, I felt some type of way. However, in the midst of this disagreement, I very soon in the disagreement realized that the time of this conversation is not appropriate and the the mood, the libations of it, it's not the appropriate time to have this conversation. And again, I just recognize the growth in myself because regular Bryce, spicy Brycey, eighth grade Bryce would have wanted to like go in. However, in that moment, I'm like, this is a beautiful night. I'm having a great time. Let's table this for another time. And I, I, I essentially shut the conversation down. Now, mind you, when I say I'm on a road to a better Bryce, I really am on a road to a better Bryce. And so in that moment where I shut the conversation down, that was, you know, progress. However, spicy Brycey and eighth grade Bryce still live in me. And so I was still bothered by the conversation. And when it was time to leave the restaurant, okay, I'm going to be honest. This is a safe space. I can, you know, be real with y'all. Um, and again, the restaurant was like surprisingly in my area. It was amazing. The food was great. Ooh, uh, ooh Adelina's and Chestnut Hill. Anybody? In the area, listen, check out Adelina's. However, due to the libations and just due to the nature of the conversation, my friends, you know, we were walking back to the car and baby boy proceeded to just walk home. Okay. I'm like, you know what? I just don't want to be in the car with this energy. And so my, my friends were like, are you, are you kidding me right now? But I'm like, yeah, no, I'm going to walk home. And so my friends, they like follow me a street and was like, get in the car, we'll take you home. I'm like, no. They like, get in the car, we'll take you home. I'm like, no. And then baby, they drove off. Now, mind you, if they would have asked me a third time, I probably would have got in the car because it's a little cold. But anyway, <laughs> Petty Bryce still kind of sort of reared his ugly head. However, the next morning I was able to have a conversation with my friend and we were able to just talk about the disagreement, talk about the actual core of the disagreement, talk about how I handled the situation, talked about how they handled the situation, talked about moving forward. If we ever have a disagreement again, like how we would prefer to handle a situation. And we just squashed it. And I say this story to say that there is just so much growth in that because the old spicy Brycey will hold a grudge. The old spicy Brycey wouldn't answer a phone call. The old spicy Brycey would just 
be petty in a, a lot of different ways. Again, I'm on this road to a better Bryce and I want a clean slate for my life. And I don't want to bring the new year in with disagreements with people that I care about, people that I love. And after I had that conversation with my friend, I really recognized the growth. And I was like, wow, like this is growth. This is like, you know, and, and it might seem so minuscule and it might seem little. But for me, it's so huge. I like to be transparent. I like to be open with the people that I love, the people that I care about, like the, the people that are in the spaces that I allow them to be in. I am just proud of the road that I am on. And so again, when I preach and when I talk about the road to a better Bryce, it really means something to me because I see the growth and I hope that, you know, anyone that is listening or that is a member of the Purple Pants Posse can look back and reflect on a year ago, two years ago, a month ago, a week ago and be like, wow, like, you know, I see the growth and I feel like it needs to be celebrated uh, because, you know, it's the little things for me. However, I am really excited for this week's episode. I know I just took up a lot of your time, but there was just stuff I had to like, you know, I had to clean the slate. I wanted to let the posse know what's up. And I am wishing everyone a happy new year. And I am just elated that we were able to make it to this milestone. I'm super excited about this week's episode. It is a casual tea with Aman and B-Week. And your baby boys are brewing up our thoughts on, listen, the drunk Don Lemon on CNN, Tammy Roman going viral off of a clip from the real world Los Angeles reunion on Paramount Plus, the Jesse Smollett verdict, the Louisiana judge that resigned after she was caught using racial slurs, the CDC. In the COVID changes, the truck driver that was sentenced to 110 years. So listen, the baby boys are starting the year off with some interesting and juicy and thought-provoking topics. Of course, Miss Barb had to come and bless the posse with Barb's message. And we got Freak of the Week. So listen, clear the slate. Let's get into these church announcements. With 2022 here, it's only right to start your 2022 with the Bryce Isaiah 2022 Zaddy calendar. I have a couple left. So listen, bless your life and make sure you support your baby boy and get yourself a Bryce Isaiah Zaddy calendar. I'm already on the works for the 2023 calendar. Okay, listen. And I wanted to remind everyone that is listening that, listen, you know, we done restocked up on some Purple Pants merch. So show your support that you are a Purple Pants podcast member with the Zaddy hats. Okay, we got a new Purple Pants podcast hat. We have some writing pens and some wine glasses. So come on and wet the whistle with your baby boy while you listen to the podcast. Click the link in my bio on Instagram, Twitter. Okay, the Bryce Isaiah online shop and support your baby boy. Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Let's keep the man you rolling. Let's keep the man you rolling. Let's get into the casual tea. It's a casual tea with Amon and B. It's a casual tea with Amon and B. It's a casual tea. And we are back this year okay not this week but we are back this year with your casual tea hello happy new year everyone happy 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 we are back with one of the favorite segments or my personal favorite my personal favorite segment on the purple pants podcast is the casual tea and i have to welcome back the esteemed the honorable Ooh, yeah. you know, I'm trying to give you give you your flowers in 2022. <laughs> the baby boy, Aman. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Old acquaintance be forgot. Oh, something, 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 something. I forget the words. Oh, <laughs> I don't even know if I know it. Hold on, wait. To all acquaintance be forgotten. Okay, yeah, I don't know. What yeah, that's <laughs> literally all I know. All I know is old Lang Syne. And you're supposed to sing that on New Year's Eve to like, is that the holiday? Okay. 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 Mariah Carey has a version of it. Oh. Um, It's like unbeknownst to a lot of people. But I used to work at this restaurant in um, downtown Philly a couple years ago. And we would have like New Year's parties. And um, they would always like starting at like um, 11.59, they would put that song on. And then, like, the DJ would, like, extend it. It's like, when oh. she gets to the part where it's like, oh, Lang Syne, it would just, like, she would just, like, hold the note um, for, like, the 20 or the 10 second countdown and then finish the song once it was Happy New Year's. It was really cool. 
Oh, okay. Side note. I'm here for it. Well, how was your holidays? How was your new year? All right. So my holidays were a little weird. I did post about this um, on Twitter earlier. I did unfortunately test positive for COVID. Oh, no. I got the news about it literally on Christmas morning. So I I left for home to Pittsburgh on the 23rd. Um, I spent like all of Christmas Eve, like watching um, a bunch of Christmas movies with my parents. And then I went back upstairs to the attic to quarantine. Literally Christmas morning, I get the text from the lab that my results were positive. And so I spent all of Christmas morning just like alone. And I quarantined in there for like six days, just upstairs. My parents did feed me. They were kind of making jokes that I was like (laughs) a ghoul in the attic. Oh, not not a ghoul. Um, oh. but yeah, so it was, it was weird. I mean, I, it was nice though, because I was in, I was, you know, I was in my childhood home and it was familiar and I wasn't able to be around anybody, but it was still, you know, it wasn't so bad. It could be worse. No, for sure. But how are you feeling? How is your family? So I think that I went through the worst of it before I left. Cause I thought there was a chance that I might've had it. Um, and I tested negative with an at home test, which obviously was false. Um, so I had like a really bad fever one night and then I took an Advil. It broke the fever and then I was pretty much okay from then on. And then as every day went past, like I just got better and better and better. Um, And I was pretty much good um, before I left for Philly. But then literally as of like two days ago, I've been coughing up a storm again. So I don't really know what's going on. I mean, I I feel fine besides the cough, but it's it's just annoying. (laughs) I know for sure. But listen, I'm glad that it's just a cough and you're not in the hospital on no ventilator. Okay, shout out to the vaccine and the booster. Mm hmm. Um, shout out. So that is not the greatest, but I am happy that you are feeling well and up to, you know, recording the casual tea. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm still here. I'm still kicking. Like, oh. the vaccines work, guys. They do work because I can only imagine if I did not have the vaccines, I would be in a much worst spot so you know get boosted get vaxxed if you have it quarantine yourself i would say quarantine yourself for 10 days you know the cdc is listen listen we got that on the tea kettle this week too so listen Mm -hmm. so well i am glad that you're here um and i'm sorry to hear that you you got the uh morion okay (laughs) but you know Listen, life goes on and we're going to get through this, but let's jump right into the, 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 I don't know what the casualty, the, the, (laughs) (laughs) no, I was trying to think of like the tea packets, like trying to think of like the topics, but let's get into, we haven't recorded the casualty in a long time. You know, we go on hiatus and we come back, but you know, there are some things that we missed while we were gone. So we tried to keep it like some new stuff, some old stuff and some funny stuff. Yeah, because you've been on here gallivanting for like the survivor finale and everything. You know, I'm glad that you didn't catch it because didn't, were you, wait, was Michelle at your party or no? Michelle was. Mm. Well, so you that, you dodged the bullet then. It's yeah, I was in Florida. Um, you know, I was in Hoboken. I was in DC. Um, so yeah, and uh again for me it was like very paranoid because going home to the holidays, like you know, I didn't want to get anyone sick. And so mm-hmm. I literally like bought 20 at home tests. I went to get like my PCR test. I went to get the rapid test. Like, you know, I was like taking so many tests and um, they all were coming back negative, which I was like grateful for. But I was just still like 
nervous. Like, you know, being as though I had been around people um, that have tested positive. It was just like, you know, even if, you know, I feel like the test is saying no, but I still feel like, you know, I want to be cautious and I want to be careful. Um, So it was just a crazy time. And just even in the world today, it's like, you know, like you said, like you still have a cough. I could be out and like, you know, my nose start to tinkle and I got to sneeze. I'm like, Oh, like, I don't, I got, I feel like I have to hold it in. Like, I don't know. It's a, it's a crazy time, but um, it is good that like, you know, we're able to get tested and to know, uh, but thankfully I have tested negative and um, you know, my family is all well. We had to get together, you know, for the holidays and everyone was well. So I'm very blessed and grateful uh, for that. But yes, yeah, you know, baby boy was out and about, you know, they said we outside. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, you know, Omicron is it's real. It's real contagious, y'all. Like, it's very, very, very contagious. Like, there's a there's a term in epidemiology, I guess. It's called like the R not. And so, like, basically what that means is um, it's it's an, it's a value for how transmissible a virus can be. And so they're estimating that the Omicron variant has an R not of 10, meaning that. um every person that gets infected will most likely infect 10 more people. Oh my so God. It, yeah. So it's very, and those 10 people will infect 10 people will infect 10. So it's very, very transmissible. Hopefully, and it, this appears to be the case for now. I mean, we've only been dealing with it for like maybe about a little under a month now. Hopefully Omicron is just very, very transmissible, but not deadly. Right. And so, you know, some people are saying, well, if a bunch of people catch it, Maybe then we will achieve that herd immunity. I don't think that's possible. I don't think that people are going. I don't think that. I, I think that herd immunity is like just not the goal. I think that we should just <laughs> get vaccinated. Right. Okay. Yes. <laughs> get vaccinated. Yeah, and I read somewhere that it was like every three seconds in America, somebody uh, catches uh, the Amorian variant. I was like, <laughs> I love that Amorian is actually like taking that in stride. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, he should. I, he posted something on a uh, like New Year's Day. Like I'm reading something from my lawyers, like trying to be funny. And which was funny, funnier <laughs> in that video. He was like, I had to go through something like this 21 years ago when I was in the group B2K and Y2K came out. <laughs> I was like, I that is that. funny. And mind you, if I was a Morian, not for nothing, you know, I would use it like I, I, I sell some shirts, make baby, make a song or something. Like, I don't know. I would uh, definitely ride uh, the momentum, even though it's not the best momentum to ride. But listen, if people confusing your name, get a coin, <laughs> get a check, step you up, okay? <laughs> but yeah, so let's get right into our tea bag hex. I don't know, maybe that's not a good term. <laughs> well, we'll test it out. Uh, so the first tea bag, no, I don't even like that. The first. <laughs> flavor of tea that we have this week is Drunk Don Lemon on CNN. Okay? So, um, everyone knows the cable news network CNN. Um, They do a New Year's Eve special every Mm -hmm. year. And it is really legendary in the sense um, of that Anderson Cooper. Now, mind you, Anderson Cooper used to co-host it with Kathy Griffin. But we all know when Kathy Griffin posted that photo of the the Donald's Trump head, not Trump, but Trump's head, um, you know, she lost all of her sponsorships. And um, yeah, like CNN dropped her. So now it is Andy Cohen and Anderson Cooper. And I really just love them to see 
their dynamic together. Uh, and, you know, Anderson Cooper is more a reserved, you know, when we see him on CNN tonight, he's like, you know, he's very into his job and very serious. And we know Anderson, Andy from Bravo. So Andy is like, you know, always cutting up, but it is fun to see them because they drink on air. And, you know, I was uh, at Wendell's house. Uh, we had like a couple of people over his house. And so that is what we watched. And it is literally so crazy to watch it because they're literally taking shots and you literally can see them unravel. And like, you know, you could just see Anderson Cooper cutting up. But the real tea of the night was Don. OK, now, mind <laughs> you, for like the last six years, Don always kind of is like the satellite guest and he is in New Orleans. Um, and every year, Don is a key key. I was reading some of the texts and they were like, it's not New Year's Eve unless Don is Liddy on CNN. And did you like, did you watch any of the CNN or did you see any of the clips of Don? I did not see any of the clips oh. until, until you told me to that we're going to be discussing it. So I've seen some of them now, but no, I didn't okay. see any of it until then. Baby. So he was with um, this other lady um, and this other black lady uh, was like co-hosting with him in New Orleans. And so like, obviously it's Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen are like the main hosts. But then like, you know, they would go to like New Orleans for Don and, you know, check back in. And so at one point Don was twerking. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. <laughs> I was like, Oh no. Okay. And it was the, the one of the best ones was one. He was talking to the black lady. Um, I can't remember her name, but she was just saying in 2022, she don't want no broke. Okay. And Don was like, hey, wait, what? I didn't hear you. And so she said it on CNN live like three times. And then Don was like, did you just say no broke? And like it, like the fact that they say that on CNN. So then the most iconic was when Don was again talking to this uh, to this beautiful black queen and they were saying something about the holidays and Don was like, you know, what did you say? Say it again about when you with your family on the holidays. Like, you know, and Don was like, you know, <laughs> are you with black people or are you with Negroes? And it was so funny what? because the, the yes and the lady is like die you're not about to get me canceled on cnn however they had like a split screen so you could see anderson cooper and andy cohen um like listening and watching and baby they just stood there because they was like we don't want any parts of this conversation what is going on with him and this isn't the first time this has happened right hasn't he gotten drunk on with on live television before yeah the, the, for the last seven years and it's like <laughs> it's the best and so mind you it's funny because i guess like on cable tv like after 10 o'clock the censorship uh comes a lot less as as opposed to like one producers drinking like, too shit. right and so but it is just so funny to see these people like let their guards down and like just to see don lemon uh on cnn basically saying like did you just say you don't want no broke in 2022 <laughs> like it is just such a key but another thing what i loved about don as he like was wetting the whistle on tv um <laughs> he was really kind of like cussing people out on the low now don has had a long history of being a reporter he's a distinguished reporter um you know he is an open openly gay black man um which i love for representation but you know don has taken a lot of heat over the years in the sense of he used to be a very very conservative mm -hmm. um and 
And I feel like over the years, he's kind of shifted to become a lot more liberal. And then especially in the Trump era, Don just ain't give a F and was like really like speaking his piece. And so due to that, he's gotten a lot of hate, a lot of slack uh, for people that people just don't like him. And yeah, but I people love, weren't really banging with him for quite some time. Well, yeah, because it like he like yeah he was yeah he was I wouldn't go as far as saying problematic, but back in the day, like he a lot of his views didn't always align with the majority of like uh, what black people felt like. Uh, a black reporter's view should align with, and especially such in a mainstream TV. Like I say, he was very conservative, and he was like, you know, he was very in his ways about different things, and that's his right, you know, but, you know, a lot of, like, the black community felt like, are you for us or against us? And again, like, over time, I feel like his views have changed, and especially in the Trump era. Um, but yeah. regardless, people just feel how they feel about him. But what I loved about watching Don was that spicy Don came out and you know ever so often he would talk on air and be like I know a lot of people don't like me um they're not I don't give a blank what you think about me what do you think about that I don't care I'm a grown-ass man I don't care what you think about me listen people hate on me because I'm a successful black man yes a black (laughs) gay man yes and I I was like I was I low-key was feeling that because you know what sometimes you have to let a hater know and sometimes like you know he's like y'all not used to seeing a person like me in a position that I'm in and guess what I'm going to continue to be me and you're going to have to see me. And I was like, you better go off, Don Don. He's probably going through it right now a little bit because, I mean, mean, that whole thing with Jesse Smollett sort of like came to light and everybody was like, oh, he's over here like colluding with Jesse, like trying to like, you know, tip him off or whatever. And so I'm sure people were like calling for like his resignation because he was involved in it somehow. So I'm sure everything has sort of like been coming to a head and that's why it was on his spirit. And he said what he had to say. Yeah, listen, but and I feel like, you know, when Spicy Bricey comes out, I feel like sometimes you got to let people know. And sometimes you got like, you know, so I just was for me, just seeing a gay black man um, as successful and distinguished as Don is um, for him, just to like see him just living his life and cutting up. And I just like, you know, I was like, oh, my God, like I could see myself like it was just really for me personally inspiring to see that, like you can still have fun and be yourself. And like, you know, it, it speaks to others. So I. I enjoyed the drunk Don and just all on Twitter. It like he was trending like Anderson and Andy were trending. Andy was cussing out Mayor de Blasio. He was. Oh my God. Missed everything. (laughs) And uh, then it was also weird was that they swore in the new mayor or new year's Eve. Like it was weird. And they like had it on CNN. So obviously it was like shade to mayor de Blasio, but like, yeah, Andy was cussing him out. Anderson was like letting loose. It was just a good old Kiki. So if y'all like have time, (laughs) not the gays being all crazy. It was all over CNN. I was like, yes, I'm here for it. Um, (laughs) Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I loved it. Uh, I I would like, yeah, I loved it. Um, I did like, you know, I would like a little change up in the lineup. Like, I love Anderson and Andy, but like, you know, let's, you know, even if it is, yeah, I feel like the New Year's shows haven't been hitting recently, right? And I love the representation to have like two gay men on there, but like, I, you know, some of my gripes with the LGBTQ plus community is that like, you know, gay white men aren't 
all of the LGBTQ plus community. Right. I would love to see more representation of that on the mainstream. Um, but you know, that's my story for a different day. But you know, but it was really good to see them. Uh, and just like again, just to see people cutting up. So it, it's it literally felt like you ever go to a work happy hour. I and, do my best to avoid actually. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I've been to a couple or two, and it's like you know, it's some of them people like mm, there goes Suzanne from the copy of room. I don't like her, <laughs> but then it's like three shots in. It's Susu with the tit. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, it gets real. People get real comfortable. It was it. That is what the CNN um, New Year's Eve countdown gave me. It gave me very much a work happy hour and just letting seeing people uh, with their guard down. So it was funny. Um, also, bang bang. Uh, ooh, did I just click out? So next, what we want to talk about is Miss Tammy. Roman. Okay. You might know her from the real world, Los Angeles. You might know her from basketball wives. Um, but Tammy has made herself into a household name. We mm-hmm. love Tammy. She does the Bonnet Chronicles. She is uh very funny. Um, but Paramount Plus has the real world homecoming season two and it's reunited the cast members of the original real world Los Angeles which includes Tammy Beth, Beth Starlack David, Glenn Irene and John Uh, the real world Los Angeles first aired back in 1993 now Tammy has gone viral this week there was a lot of memes about Tammy. I don't know if you saw it. You know, she had a bonnet and a cigarette in her mouth and she was pointing and it really was like, at first I saw the memes, I'm like, what is going on? (laughs) Then uh, I started reading and I was like, wow, like, although the meme is funny, it's like, you know, I felt like, wow, look at Tammy being the hero or I just felt like in this situation, Tammy um, has been what so many people of color have to be at times. And so I'll give you a background of the story is like, you know, the commotion began towards the end of the episode, which premiered the day before on Paramount Plus after Tammy uh, asked Irene about her experiences during the Black Lives Matter protests following the death of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. Um, although Irene, who works for the Los Angeles Police Department replied that she stood for the protest in their meanings. She also disclosed that she didn't speak up against other bad cops in the past. Tammy shifts the conversation to a second cast member, John, a white man from the South, for his opinions on the topic. Uh, John then referred to the children he mentors as black colored. Okay. The situation quickly went downhill after Tammy's other co-star, Glenn, a white man, shared that he too can understand why Tammy was incredibly passionate about the subject because of an experience he encountered with his black friend John. Okay. Uh John, while claiming he and his friend John were called a racial slur. He says, the first time I really felt your passion was when I was with my friend John and I went to a pizza place, right? And they called him the N-word. But not just the N-word, the E-R. And he... The hard R. The hard R. And Glenn 
says the hard R. Okay, like the and mind you, Tammy is going outside with her cigarette, oh and she God. come back with the cigarette, and she like then gets into this like altercation with Glenn about. I understand what you're saying, but you ain't need to say the N word. And he's like, no, but that's what they said. And Tammy's like, I understand that's what they said, but you don't need to say it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, no. When they called him that, they called me that. And Tammy had to quickly explain to him, um, baby, you don't need, like, they definitely weren't calling you that. And this, like, you don't, like, I understand what you're saying and I get it, but you don't need to say that word. And then, baby, Irene then jumped in trying to help Tammy by telling him that he doesn't know what it means to be the N-word because he's a white man. While she also repeated the N-word. And Tammy goes, which is like in the most viral clip, it was like, and you don't say it either. You're Latina. So, <laughs> although it, it's like uh, it, it's a lot to unpack and although it is like when you see the clips and you like hear the catchphrases it is very funny um it is a very serious topic and i feel like although both irene and i feel like glenn were both coming from what i want to believe is a good place um it still is like you don't use the word um and you know even not even like you don't use the word, but you don't use the hard R either. Like it, it, it's like, and Tammy tries to explain to them, and I don't know why I just I sort of find I got like PTSD because I feel like a lot of my adult life I've had to spend time educating some of my non people of color friends, like. Mm-hmm the meaning of it and like oh yeah you might hear it in a drake song you might hear it in a future song like yeah you know um it is a word that us as in the black community have taken back um and you know people use it how they want to use it to maybe like some people use it in an endearing term some people still use it in a negative term but it's like yeah but you still don't say it and it's still not appropriate to say it like you know it's just that whole conversation around the word and um it just it's just like you know here we are 2022 and tammy is you know back in the real world and yet again she's having to explain this to adult people who have lived through the same life that we have lived through have gone through the the civil rights movement that we just went through with george floyd brianna Taylor, everybody and it's just like here we are again it's 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 wild i feel like we, this happens all the time and it's like it's the it's like the oldest argument that we can have something similar happened during big brother 20 when bailey was in the house and jc was talking she was he was trying to explain to her why it's not good to use the term midget like they don't like little people do not like being called that they prefer to be called just little people and he was trying to explain that saying that word is the equivalent to saying the n-word but he uses the actual word and Bailey's like oh hold on hold on slow your roll let's stop let's stop right there let's let's not do that and he just couldn't understand he's like i wasn't trying to say it i was just saying that it's the same i'm like and Bailey was like yeah but you didn't need to say it like why say it just don't say it and so it's just the same thing over and over and over again it's like i feel like if, if people generally want to be respectful if you don't want to be considered someone who is racially insensitive at the least and racist at the most then i don't know why people feel like they need to have access to that word right i don't even say it half the time and i'm black 
it just doesn't even it doesn't even taste right coming out of my mouth half the time like it's just it's just such an ugly word it is wrapped up with so much hatred and pain and death like i don't know why people feel like they need to say it even some black people now look i'm also one that's like i'm not gonna judge anybody for saying it if you're black like i mean it is what it is like you you deal with how deal with it how the way that you want to right but i just to me i'm like just don't say it i feel like people are just so pissed that they're not allowed to say something so they say it and it's like why though like why are you being like that yeah, it's it, it, yeah, like it's this conversation that just never seems to end. And yeah, I <laughs> definitely don't like the word. I definitely do not like hearing the word period, but especially I don't like hearing it coming from not a person of color and specifically not a black person because even like I also feel like it sparked a lot of conversation uh when with Tammy and Irene because you know a lot of like, you know, uh Spanish uh latino uh community use the word um as well and i just it just sparked a lot of interesting controversy uh around the word and for me it's just like just don't use it and definitely don't use the hard r like you know like it's just like because for me i feel like the hard r is baby that's something different and that like it it like yeah it, it it's a um it's just like, it, like the N word was like right there. You could have just said, "Oh my god, right. I was in I was in the bakery, or whatever the hell you were saying." I was with my black friend, and they called him the N word. Like why? Why couldn't? It was right there. Like why couldn't you just say that? Why did and, you have to do it? But for me, it was the audacity of Glenn when Tammy explained it to him, and he's still arguing back with her. Like. But I didn't say it. I was saying what they said. Like, sir. But you just said it. Sir. Sir. Like, how are you arguing this point? But then you're doing exactly what you're like. Make it make sense. Right. And then he's like, well, they called me that too. Like, no, sir. Trust and believe they weren't like it. They were referring to your friend. They were not calling you. (laughs) Yeah. And again, it's like that. I don't even know what the word is, is because like I do feel like his intentions were good. And I feel like a lot of the time some people's intentions are good. But again, it's that it's the conversation of having to put your pride aside and yeah, listen to somebody's lived experience. And, you know, you're saying you're, you you felt so offended for your friend, but listen to your friend Tammy and what she is saying. And, and I think that again, I feel like with all of the controversy that we've had political, like racial, uh, homophobic, uh, transphobic. I like, I always feel like if people could just put their pride aside and listen and hear what someone else is saying and be respectful. Like I, I feel like it's, it's rather simple. I think it just boils like yeah I think I think it is a, a lot of it is a pride thing I think it always just boils down to people don't like being told that they can't do something it's like you know it's like we're working with kids like you tell a kid not to do something it only makes them want to do it so when people find out oh you're not allowed to say this word they get really defensive about it because they feel like their personal liberties are being infringed upon it's like okay sure go ahead use the word if you want to but don't get pissed off if a bunch of people get pissed off and you end up losing your job or people don't like you and like 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 you can't be upset about that like just don't use the word right and then a lot of them will like go 
and then just use it in private mm. amongst themselves. Mm. They'll, you know, they're probably listening to like Kendrick Lamar and they're saying every single N word, this N word, that. And they're like, like, <laughs> so many of them do that. Mm-hmm. I've actually walked in. I won't, I won't reveal this person, but I've walked in on a uh, former white friend of mine as he was listening to mm-hmm. some stuff and he was saying, he thought he was alone. He thought that he was by himself and he was just N word, N word, N word, N word, N word. It was like, it was like he was like getting off on it. I was like, and then I walked in the room. He looked at me. I looked at him. I didn't say anything. And then I left. <laughs> we haven't and spoken since. I also feel like it is such a. Un- like for me as like a person of color, like it's uncomfortable and, and I, I won't say no names, but I've had a friend in the survivor community. Uh, we were away somewhere and very similar song, a Drake song came on and the N word uh, played. And like, you know, they said it. And at first I like was like, Oh my God. Like, like, uh, like, you know, I, like I, I honestly didn't know what to do in the situation. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, another thing came on and then like, they said it again. And like I, I'm like in front of you. Like yeah, like you know, just like cash, like just saying a word, like in the song, like you know, and it just like like what'd you say? So it like oh my again, god, I want to know who it was. But it really puts me in an awkward. It put me in an awkward situation because I'm like, you know, I listen to the song, I like the song, like you know, but just hearing it from coming from that person, it made me feel a little uncomfortable. And at first, I'm like, should I not say anything? Should I say anything? And I, I'll be honest, like the first time they said it in the song made me uncomfortable. I was like, okay, like I'm a like, all right. Then another song right. from Day was like, uh, uh, uh. I said, can we have a conversation? Yeah. <laughs> and it's always so exhausting too, because like you don't want to be the person that like ruins the mood. You don't want right. to become so tense. So like, it's, it's sucky that I feel like a lot of the times black people, we have to like pick and choose our battles. Right. Um, Cause sometimes you just don't have the energy to deal with that. But at the same yeah. time, it's like if you let it go unchecked, they're just going to continue. Then to they're going to just continue to do it. And then for me, it's like if you feel comfortable saying it in the song, like what happens if you get mad at me? And then like, you know, so I kindly I calmly was just like, hey, like that makes me uncomfortable. And then the conversation went on like, well, why? Like, I'm like, and of course, you know, the the response was like, I'm just singing song. I'm like, like I, people just have like they just feel like they have like ownership of it or like they feel like they have like a shared experience, especially. And I sort of like the fact that Tammy also touched on with the other girl who was Latina. She said, you can't see it either because a lot of Latin people, for whatever reason, feel like they have like a, a special window into the experiences of black people, which sometimes, yes, there's some similarities there. So we feel like, you know, especially like in New York, it's rampant over there. Like, uh, yes, they feel like Dominicans and Puerto Ricans feel like they just can just say it because they're living right next to us. So they feel like it's, you know, it's a shared identity, but it's not, it's not, it's, it, you're, you're not, some of you might be called that because some Puerto Ricans, some Dominicans are black. Some of them will be called that. Some of you will never be called that. Like you're not, it, you would never be referred to that way disparagingly. So no, you don't have that same, it's not, you're not, you're not, you're not, it's, 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 it's no, it's a no, right. it's a chop. Like, I just feel like people just need to get through that through their minds and i don't know why people feel like being able to say it is like a badge of honor and some black people carry that too which once again i don't like to critique black people around the n-word too much because it is what it is but i feel like people like you use it as like a 
oh, I'm cool. I have access. I can do this. And it's like, that's, it's not the serve that you think it is, sir. But there is also something to be said that I, you know, some black people uh, feel like, you know, we've retaken the word. And again, like I said earlier, like some people use it as like in term of endearment and like, you know, and Mm -hmm. again, I, I, I understand and I'd be guilty if like the word has never come out of my mouth, not the hard R, but like, you know, yeah. um, but it, it is like, like, it, it, it's just like such a hard conversation because it's like, I understand what and what, what and why people like rappers and other people use it. Like when you are in a space of people that uh, look like you have the same experience and like, you know, we've taken the word back. However, it does make it a lot harder to then have these conversations with people that are not black that want to use it. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like for me in that situation in that car, like, again, I, like I explained to my friend and they were like, but I'm just saying it in a song. I don't mean it like that, but I'm like, it's not like what you mean. It's like just the root of the word. And like, you know, honestly, like hearing it come out of your mouth makes me uncomfortable. And I was nervous because I didn't know like where, like where, what, what, what's about to happen. Um, however, my, the friend was like, got received. And mm. this also made me uncomfortable because they were like, I will never use it in your presence again. And I was just like, Ugh. and I felt like they made it a point to be like in your presence again. And I just was like, well, preferably I would not like for you to use it at all. But, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, and it just like, it made that awkward, like, kind of like just dialogue and I'm sure many of people of color like have this dialogue or some people like they don't even want to have it right at the end of the day y'all don't use it just don't use it don't say it like or I hate like when (laughs) this is also happened to me like well my friends at home let me say it okay and I'm telling you they're wrong too so now what like and it's always like I feel like people like especially white people I feel like a lot of the time like when they're about to say it it's always like a statement it's like I'm getting ready to say it I'm gonna say it it's just like so you know you're wrong like why like why are we doing this it's so stupid uh but nevertheless the memes I, again I feel like the memes from this are hilarious and will live in meme history forever. Uh, But what I do like about it is I think that it sparks conversations like the one that we are having and it it, it can educate people um, a little bit. So that is what I'm grateful for of that. And I'm grateful (laughs) for the casualty for us to be able to have this type of conversation, you know, because I'm sure a lot of people listening are like, I always wanted to know or like, you know, like, well, listen, this is our standpoint on it. Um, And yeah. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the McDonald's app, you can get your favorite thing delivered to your door. So if you were looking for a reason to skip washing those dishes you left in the sink, consider this a sign. 
Right now, get $0 delivery fee with any purchase of $15 or more, only in the app. At participating McDonald's, minimum purchase excludes tax and service fees. Delivery prices may be higher than in restaurants. Other fees may apply, not valid with any of the offer, discount, or coupon. But keeping the tea hot boiling, Juicy Smollett, okay? <laughs> not juicy. I'm finished. Jesse Smollett, okay? Jesse. Jesse. Uh, but mind you, but you know the juicy comment, but mind you, we won't go there because, like, child, that, that the person that you, he canceled too. So, uh, <laughs> Jesse from Empire, we all know about, listen, child. Okay, listen. We all know about that incident that took place with Jesse back in January of 2019, where he claimed two men attacked him on the Chicago street, where they beat him up and shouted homophobic slurs at him. One tied a noose around his neck and it said, MAGA country. (laughs) Okay, you know. When the, the news first hit the airways, we all was like, oh, my God, like Jesse, like, you know, everyone came to rally around him. And the days later, Jesse went on a sh- like on, he was on tour at the time because he had released music. Chadi told the audience he fought back. He's the gay Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> okay, That's when I knew when I saw that clip that I was like. Something ain't right. Then, you know, more details of the alleged incident came out. And, you know, one plus one was not equal in two. It was not. The math okay. was not mathing. <laughs> okay. The mathing wasn't mathing. Um, the alleged attackers then, uh, you know, came out and said that basically Jesse hired them, uh, you know, and they used to, you, he, in exchange for hiring them and for drugs you know jesse paid them 3500 um and then you know okay (laughs) then we learned that jesse wasn't cooperating with the police he wasn't giving up his cell phone when he gave up a cell phone he was deleting stuff and you know first of all then like you know why on january at two o'clock in the morning you go into a you go into the subway in the middle of a snowstorm. Too. In the middle of a snowstorm. Now, mind you, <laughs> when the first when it first came out, I'm like, oh, he was meeting up with somebody. He he was doing he was doing little little nasty nasty. A little grinder, little, little, a, little a, grinder, little, a little scruff, a little, a little scruff, a little jack, a little jack. <laughs> okay, he was doing a little some, and I'm like, yeah. Then you know the reports came out. Uh, and basically like, uh, yeah, the, the city of Chicago was like, yeah, we're going to make an example out of you. And the city of Chicago <laughs> sued him for the cost of the investigation. Mm-hmm. And baby, this went to trial. So, mm-hmm. and everyone was like, and again, here we are. Like, you know, I'm t- like, what in my Cardi B voice? What was the reason? What was the reason, bitch? Now you out here making the gays, the black gays, look bad, Jesse. Yep. Yep. And, you yep. know, when, when the situation happened, I tweeted. Like, I was like, you know, like, that could have been me. Like, you know, how many times in the middle of the night have I maybe had little munchies and I'm walking to the corner? No, I know. Like, you know. I, I know my ass was tweeting, too. Like, justice for Let me see. Let me see if I can see what I tweeted that day. Because I'm sure I was just like you over here. Like, justice for Jesse, man. Like Yes. 
Mm-hmm. Wait, the I'm thing. Saying, go ahead. The thing about it is, it's just like it's just such a lie. It's such it's a bad a lie, lie. At that. But here, here is my question for you, Aman. Honestly, though, like, what was the reason? Like, did you do this to like raise your? First of all, you already were on Empire. Empire, well, mind you, the ratings on Empire that time were like failing, but they were still like five million people were watching it a week. Like. Was do you really believe that like honestly like he staged this to like raise his profile? I I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know how that would have raised your profile. I don't think that people are going to automatically be like, oh, come be in this movie. Come be on this well, TV he was, show. He had because music out here. He released an album. He was on tour. Oh, I didn't even know that. See, well, <laughs> that, that, but it's just like, baby, like release a sex tape, release a new, mind you, his yeah, new, new fashion way. Like, you know, like <laughs> I just, I, I just don't understand. But baby, in December, and so then, like you know, Jesse and his team leading up to December had like you know tried to get the like the case dismissed. Uh, the district attorney of Chicago said, "No, baby, we we're going to court." Um, and listen, the court lasted all of a week, but baby. The tea that Jesse was dropping during the court trial. This is it's like he then then said that one of the twins that used to work on the set, like were lovers or not lovers, but like you know they had got crystal, uh, like I think crystal meth, marijuana. That's that's what I think. That that's what happened here. Then they went to a bathhouse. Yeah, this was. Then this they was, was kissing, a, but they didn't touch. Uh, but they, you was at a bathhouse, though. Y'all were, okay. y'all were banging. Y'all were banging. Like at I don't a bathhouse. <laughs> like you don't go and like no one is like you don't have history with this person at a bathhouse and nothing happened between the two of y'all. And like, you got whole, crystal meth, sir. Like but, like first y'all of all, were, like the fact that bathhouses still exist are like beyond like. Oh, you're the. I mean, we're. I mean, what you mean? You you live in Philly. This is like well, the and, and mind you, I, house I, city. Listen, I had no idea, mind you, because I, listen, listen, and mind you, I didn't listen. I learned a lot over this holiday weekend, hanging with my cousins and friends. Oh, and you like, go to a bathhouse, Bryce? No, I did not. <laughs> but like, I when I think of bathhouses, I always think of like you know, like the '90s, like white gay movies of like you know, and like I was educated that like child, really, a bathhouse is just a place that like houses men that can like they like you, they were like L.A. Fitness. I was like, oh my god, what? I was like, what? <laughs> They're like, have you ever like? So mind you, this, literally, I don't know how we got to the subject, but like, <laughs> you know, they also, somebody was telling me like, you know, an adult bookstore, an adult video store, like if they have like that back room, which I mm-hmm. always like, you know, they're like, that's a bad house. I was like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Like, I am so naive to things. They be um, real I, nondescript too. Like, was, in, in the front, you just be thinking there's any old right? Like, and I'm like, how is this legal? So anyway, I just like, my mind was blown. <laughs> like, I was like, are you kidding me? I mean, it's legal because, because te- technically you're not really doing anything illegal. You know? I, I mean, right. I just like, for me, like, I was just like, oh my God. It's like, marketed I, as like a spa, but ooh, if you yeah. choose to indulge in yeah. other activities, then so be yeah. it. How? The, now, I had a um, a friend of mine was telling ooh. me about 
other two two other friends that I don't know. I don't know these people, but they were they're a couple. Mm-hmm. I, I swear, and they weren't gay; they were straight. It was a couple, and they went to some place in like Rittenhouse Square. It was like a spa, like massage therapy place or whatever. And um, they like they separated them, like they both like got like separate massages, and then they brought them back together, and then they put them in this room, and then they just locked the door. They were like, "Have fun," <laughs> and they were both like, "What the hell? Like this was not what we came here for." And like I was like, "So did they do anything?" And they were like, yeah, we just, they just went ahead and did it because what else were they going to do? <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, like, maybe I'm approved. Like, I don't know. But I was just like, oh, my God. They're like, and my, like, again, like my cousins and my friends, like we were had, like, it was just like this whole conversation. And like, people were so shocked at like how mind blown that I was like, I, I just, I, I don't know. I, yeah, but anyway, out I, here. Yeah, and I'm not judging. Don't like. I hope nobody gets us as judging. But like, honestly, I just like had no idea. It's 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 bad. I will say there is some illegal activity that goes on, not necessarily with bathhouses, but like with other like massage places. Well, yeah. What? Listen, you go in there for a massage, and then you end up getting something else. Like, yeah, I a couple of places where where I used to live, like in Montgomery County, um, like like three massage places got raided. I was like, oh my god, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a Chinatown. Listen. So, and, and mind you, and a, a lot of those spas are connected to like sex trafficking and like, mm-hmm. like you know, all of that, like crazy stuff. So, anyway, like, okay, purple pants, spicy. Y'all got a lesson on the no, bad like, house. Philly, okay? Philly be having some. Like, one more thing. Did you did you hear about that one cult or like? Yeah, it was like a cult or like a sex trafficking, um, like uh, organization that like was like pretty active in Philly like a couple years ago. Like my roommate almost got picked up by one of them. So, like they were just walking around like in broad daylight in Rittenhouse Square. It was like some lady talking about like like trying like Laura and other girls like, hey, have you heard of like this women's church or whatever? And like mm-hmm. see, like you would like start talking with her, and then the next thing you know, you get grabbed in the alley. It's crazy. So I have heard of that because um, when I used to be a social worker for child welfare uh, around 2017, 2018, that's when mm-hmm. yep, that's when it was. Yep, there was a huge ring and especially like in the Philadelphia, Montgomery, Delaware and Chester area of like child trafficking. And we had to like change our protocols uh, to be able to uh, when there was like just a, like a being a mandated reporter and like when you suspect of anything like so like we were so busy and I can't tell you how many cases during that time period we got of like sex trafficking and child trafficking like it's something that you don't think happens but mm-hmm. like baby the numbers and the numbers literally it, it's like in in your backyard like it, it's, it's crazy mm-hmm. but enough about that uh but yeah so jesse was basically saying they went to a bathhouse they didn't do nothing but here's the thing jesse how you gonna spill some tea but not all the tea like see you, <laughs> your lies don't even make sense i don't know like why he's like trying to like protect because this seems like they're like trying to protect the the and, like the nature of the relationship and it's like i think it's pretty clear like it's well like, it, no it, he was trying to discredit them because like you know the the twins had come out and basically were saying like he hired us. We wanted nothing to do with us. So, like, I, I'm assuming Jesse's defense was trying to show that, like, they were, like, around each other. And, like, you know, but it actually did bad for him because it's like, you know, yeah, you were around them. Like, you know, why was your cell phone tower pinged two days before the attack with the guy in your car, like, going around where the alleged incident happened at? And it was just like, I felt like the way Jesse was, like, making, trying to, like, 
now I'm probably gonna say this word wrong salacify salacious trying to like (laughs) yes give all these salacious details so really I felt like to kind of like get the people to be like ooh but like no sis it's really not boding well for you I feel like this was like some kinky sex thing that went wrong there were drugs involved drunk and high and then things just like one little lie just ended up blowing up and then it became like this huge ordeal when really it was just like a disagreement between See, I, 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 I agree no I agree that Jesse and, that, and the one brother was doing a nasty had like a relationship and maybe like one high night Jesse was like oh y'all should kidnap me um, and I'll pay you and it would like raise my profile like honestly like you know because like after it happened every major headline every like every everything everyone picked it up mm-hmm. uh, I will say that like because I, I and I hate that there are people that are trying to especially i've seen it a lot on like fox news a lot of people are saying like oh look at y'all like you guys were dumb for believing him i'll say no we weren't we were not dumb for believing him but i will say that there was a piece of me when the story broke that was like this is kind of insane like right in chicago someone got a noose and and beat his ass up and tried to hang him in the middle of the street in chicago it just felt off definitely um and listen (laughs) I think the the jury took nine hours, came back the uh, on December 9th, 2021. The trial concluded. Smollett was found guilty of five of the six counts of disorderly conduct related to filing a false police report about a battery and false police report about a hate crime according to the New York Times mm-hmm. uh, the actor was not found guilty on one count relating to telling detectives two weeks after the incident that he was the victim of an aggregated uh, aggregated battery assault so it's just like yeah and he can face I believe Jesse can face up to three years in prison and $25,000 of fines I and- feel like I don't know if I need him to be in jail for three years, um, maybe a few months, I would say. I think that's fair, because at the end of the day, while what he did was very wrong and extremely damaging to members of the LGBT community, specifically black, black, black gay people, um, all he really did was effectively lie. I don't think that you necessarily need to be serving years in prison for that, but you did wait. You, he definitely needs to get heavy, heavy fines. And maybe a couple of months to be just to be sitting there because I feel like you can't you can't get away with doing this. It's just it's just not okay. Yeah, no. And I just like where does he go from here? <laughs> yeah, because he's still out and about. He's still like you know. I just- feel like he was doing just fine. Like I feel like what? Like are you mad that like Empire's over? Like I don't get well, it. And, like- and people and people say he ended Empire because then the next season like was the last season because like you know they didn't know where like they he was effectively removed from the cast. Um, and then I don't know I don't think they killed his character off, but because I stopped watching, I have to ask my mom. I haven't watched since like season two. Oh my god, I haven't watched on season one. But uh, <laughs> you know, my mom loved it. My mom was like all up in it, and like you know, my mom was like so disappointed. Um. But yeah, like that was just crazy. Uh, I I don't even understand it. Um, but keeping it also moving in Lafayette, Louisiana, city court 
judge resigned Friday over a video that surfaced earlier in the month showing people using racist language at her home. Michelle Odin mm-hmm. apologized and took a leave of absence after the video became public. It showed surveillance footage being played on a television at her house of an outdoor altercation with a burglary suspect. As the unseen spectators watched the video, they commented on the footage while repeatedly using a racial slur. Um, And not only the people, she used uh, the racial slurs racial slurs repeatedly. Okay. Um, After the after the video broke. Of course, you know, what did she do? Um, she takes the Twitter. I take full responsibility for my hurtful words. I used to describe an individual who burglarized the vehicles at my home. Odin mm-hmm. wrote in her resignation letter, um, after much reflection and prayer in order to facilitate healing with the community, I hereby resign as the judge of Lafayette City Court Effective immediately mm-hmm. girl by okay um her departure comes after the new orleans district attorney jason williams said last week he ordered his civil rights division to review all cases prosecuted by her as they should um so i don't know if you guys have seen this video that has been circular circulary <laughs> i can't talk circulating around i first saw it on tiktok that it made its way to the Twitters, then the Instagrams, and I, I see it on Facebook now, where it is a video, and you don't really know what happens, uh, but it's like black and white, and you see like these people having an altercation, and I don't know if it is Michelle's sons that are with her, but they're laughing at like this video of I guess somebody trying to rob her car, and they're like, "Look at these n words, look at these n words," and then mm-hmm. Michelle's like, "One n word, two n words, three n words, they're all little n words." Like it's just like sis, and calling again, them roaches, roaches. And- they're like little roaches, and for me, it's like the comfortability of you in your own home to say these words, and. Yes, I am so happy that the district attorney, Jesse Williams, opened up an investigation to review all of her cases, because if this does not show that she has a bias. Mm-hmm. And again, people will be like, oh, I don't see color. No, but you should. And it's like, for me, that's just like. Again, we've talked and about the this. fact that her kids are in the her video saying it, too. And that, that's a word that you and your kids could just say around each other. And again, which is why we just had this whole conversation. It's like, don't use a word. Yep. You thought you was you thought you were in your house by yourself. And now look at you. But also for me, it's the audacity that like clearly one of the kids or the kids friends felt comfortable enough to post this. I want I want to know the story behind that. Like, do we did we ever find out who posted it? I don't know. Um, and what did they do it to expose her? I don't, I, I, oh, you know what? I, you know what? I think, no, let me just look. Let me see if I can, because mind you, I, uh, it's just, it's just such a, it's such a shame because, like you said, it clearly shows that she has a bias. And mm-hmm. how many, how many how black many? people have come through her courtroom where she automatically has a pre, judgment of whether or not they are guilty or innocent or whatever it is like well if she thinks of them as little roaches like do you think it's going to be a fair trial do you think she's going to show like and again not that this has any correlation but i just think about that judge in the the kyle rittenhouse case 
And I just think of like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you see how much empathy and how much like, you know, what, how, how that judge was just so caring and, you know, looking at photos and photos with him. And it's just like, you know, you don't want to think this, mm-hmm. but I mean, time and time again, <coughs> it shows. And I love how she like tried to like spin it. So it was like, well, we were victims of a robbery. Yeah, like, girl, that don't have nothing to do uh, with nothing. Okay, you got robbed by somebody who's black. Sorry about it, but that don't mean that you need to be calling him the N word and calling him a roach. And like, come on now, like, no, sis, that's not how this works. Like, I'm sorry that you lost your things, but now you're gonna lose your job as well. So it is what it is. Yeah, and it's just like that's. And we don't have to go deep into this, but again, it's just like our judicial system in this country um, is just so flawed. And like, and again, I don't feel like all judges are like this, like, but it, it's like, you know, sometimes that one rotten apple spoils the bunch. And it just like, I, yeah. And again, for me, in every situation that I go into when I, I, I feel like my interaction with a police officer or my interaction with anyone, like, people wonder like like it always just goes to the back of my mind like was I treated this way because I'm black was I treated this way because I'm gay like you know what I mean mm-hmm. like and it's like you know other people don't live like that like but for me I do like I like for me it's just an everyday damn part she of- just got that gig too she got it in November of 2020 and then lost it a year later damn rightfully so <laughs> so I'm like looking and I don't see how the video got released yeah, uh, that's crazy. I feel like it was somebody in her family that was just like, you know what? Let me, let me, let me, let me get this girl real quick. Right. Because like, yeah, like it's just, and again, it's just the comfortability and it's like you using around your kids and y'all just key key and laughing. Like, yeah, the, no, kids that's, is, the kids were like, oh my God, mom is saying me an N word, N word, N word, N word. I'm like, oh my God. Like, so you're just breeding more racist. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Good for you, ma'am. Wow. The apple don't fall far from the tree. But for me, it's always the statements afterwards. Like, I, I'm so after much prayer and much like, girl, I ask for forgiveness for the words that I have used. I know that they have hurt my community and I just want you guys to just believe me when I say I'm so- You're not sorry, girl. You're, You're sorry not. You got caught. You're not at all. Like, you don't just stop being racist because you got exposed. That's just not, that's not how it works. And now you're going to sit there. I hope they replace her with somebody black. Ooh. Oh. Oh, I hope that they replace her with somebody I want, I, and I want to follow up on this story because I really want to see what comes out of this investigation. I want to know if any of her rulings have been overturned. Like that for me is like really what I want to know. I know, yeah. But keeping the teapots boiling. Okay, the CDC has released a statement. Uh, Given what we currently know about COVID-19 and the Omicron variant, CDC is shortening the recommended time for isolation for the public. People with COVID-19 should isolate for five days. And if they are asymptomatic or their symptoms are resolving without fever for 24 hours, follow Follow that by five days of wearing a mask when you are around others to minimize the risk of infecting people they encounter. This change is this change is motivated. Now, this is the part that gets me in this statement that they released is this change is motivated by science demonstrating that the majority of the SARS COVID-2 transmission occurs early 
in the course of illness, generally one to two days prior of the onset of symptoms, and then two to three days after. Now, saw this, was like, oh, okay, you know, because back, you know, back early pandemic, it was isolate for two weeks, 14 days. Mm-hmm. Now it's, you know, five days. I said, well, that's, you know, really different. And I wouldn't have thought much of it. But I also learned that in a letter, the CEO, uh, well, uh, where is it? The CDC's decision comes days after Delta's airline CEO sent the head of the CDC a letter advocating for a shorter isolation period. Mm. In the letter, the CEO, Ed, based on, along with, the airline's medical advisor and chief health officer asked the CDC <laughs> to consider to shorting the isolation period to five days for those experiencing a breakthrough infection. With the rapid spread of the Omicron variant, the 10-day isolation for those who are fully vaccinated may significantly impact workforce and operations, the Delta mm. officials wrote. Now, this my thing with it, okay? <laughs> now, okay, this spicy Bricey coming real quick. Now, you know, listen, I ain't with all the conspiracy theories. You know, I listen, I hear, but you know, I'm with that the virus is real and I'm with that we need to take precautions and I'm with that we need to get vaccinated. Now, here is where I feel like I be like, hmm, because I feel like we just went through this pandemic. We still in it, but you know, <laughs> We know what last year was giving. We know the shutdowns. We know the uh, the stimulus checks. You know, all of that. Like, you know, our country took a hit. You know, even though it's like, child, y'all got money for war. You, you, them them stimmies check ain't hurt y'all that bad. Okay, because listen, y'all still taking taxes out of my check. But anyway, I digress. And like, you know, I felt like prior to the, the Amorion come popping up, I felt like the world was seeming like we getting popping again. Like, you know, I, I felt like the world was like, you know, just felt like a little more normal, not like, but the new normal. Mm-hmm. Then Amorian said, bump, bump, bump. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it, the, the rapid spread and like pe- people like testing positive all over. And like, I really feel like, you know, the CDC's decision to learn that it comes days after they got a letter from Delta airline, basically saying to lower the isolation because like it's going to mess up with they, it's going to mess with their money essentially. And I really feel like is this five day isolation really from the science or is it really to be like, we can't have this many people out of work and we still need to like generate money for the economy. And like, again, I just feel like, okay, is this like where, like, are y'all putting money over to people, which we already know that you do. Cause you could just look at our healthcare and know that our healthcare is for profit and not really for the people. But, um, it, that, that gives me pause. Capitalism. Like it's like it's so blatantly obvious too. It's like how are we still? We are still in this pandemic. Like we are not out of the woods. How when you guys claim that we don't know enough about this virus, that we still have so much that is undetermined about COVID? How is it that you are comfortable with shortening it not just 
from like 14 to five days. You shaved off nine days. Really? About a virus that y'all keep claiming that we don't know enough about. You shaved off nine days of quarantine. Like, is this, I feel like we're in a, a, a we're in a simulation. We are. Uh, like right and like, a, a lot of the flight attendants come out and are saying that like you know uh as flight attendants who are at higher risk of exposure by more people uh saying that they hope their workplace implements longer isolation periods than following the cdc guidelines yeah the cdc guidelines is because your employers went to them and said shorten it like yeah I, just for me like, it's just paying, like y'all who is paying the cdc to say this stuff and then like for Blink me, help. I feel like then it just it feeds the anti-vaxxers. It feeds like this type of stuff. Yes. See, see, see. Yep. Yep. And I'm like, I don't even have a comeback because I'm like, I, I see it because we're crazy. Exactly. It's, <laughs> it's but I'm vaccinated. <laughs> And, I, I mean, wear a mask. They want people back at work. They want yeah. They want to. Ju- they try to make up for this money that they spent. And I don't like. For me, that's just heartening because it's like you know what? Y'all don't really. Y- y'all not, y'all are thinking about y'all interests and not the well being of the society. And it would be one thing if like tests were easily accessible, things right. of that nature. Like if we were doing what China is doing right now, like China. Like I just saw a video of like they have like these big ass warehouses that have like dozens and dozens of tents in them. And each tent is capable of testing up to 10 people. It's like, if we had something like that in our infrastructure, then maybe Shout I out. could understand, okay, well, you know, maybe, maybe we can shorten the quarantine period because there's resources out here. But right. people are literally, I couldn't find not one damn no test. test. Child, then listen, then for me to get a rapid test, $75. Crazy. Like, oh, okay, but I can get the PCR test that takes four to five days to get back because the labs are so overworked. And like, if I'm going spread, like, you know, like, make it make sense. And we're supposed to be like one of the richest countries on the face of the globe. And we bought up all of these tests. And there are other countries that that still don't have access to tests until like 2024. And yet here we are. People stockpiling, and I know people, and locally too. It's not even just the government, but locally too. People are going to these CVSs and, and buying, buying up all them of home the stamps, kids. exactly, and then trying to sell them. It's just like we are so, we are so off the target here. It's so bad. It's like now again, um, another thing that a lot of like the anti-vaxxers and other people have been saying is that, uh, and which I don't necessarily disagree with, but I feel like. They've turned the pandemic into a money making. Like it's it's now about like just because I just feel like the test, like you know, like it it, it it just for me, it's a sad situation and a concerning situation of like people that like of this pandemic, and I feel like the higher ups and the people that control things, like they're putting money first, and like you know, they're like, okay, it's a pandemic, but how can we make this money? How can we get this? Now, mind you, I say all say that I still believe the virus is real. Like you know, I'm still vaccinated and I still will wear a mask. But like you know, it's just like oh, I know the virus is real now. Shit, right? <laughs> the goblin in the attic. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just like uh, it, it's just like, and again, it just uh, I uh, I also in in speaking of the lines of this, then I get nervous for like I believe it is like maybe this summer or it's. This summer or this time next year is when child, the campaign's going to start revving back up. 
Yep. And <laughs> it, I just I get anxiety. I it, you know I just I just feel like there's like such a lack of compassion here. Like even at my job, like they I told them when I tested positive for it, um, and they told me I was like I need to quarantine for ten days, and they were like actually no because you called out sick on the twenty first. So that's when your symptoms started, which means that after the 31st, you can come in. Oh, clearly, clearly here I am still. I, 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 it, it ha- at this point, it has been over 10 days since my symptoms started, but I'm still coughing. Like, right. If I walk into the office and people are like and people like around me see me coughing, like, are you really sure that you want me back in the office at this? Point? Right. Like, like and first of all, <laughs> how dare you tell me about my health? Right. Like, excuse me. I will tell you when I get a positive result, I'll be back. Like, uh, like sh- they just want everybody. They want their asses in the office. And it's like, why? Mm. Especially when I can do my job at home. Mm. There are yeah. a few things here and there that I need that I would need to come into the office for, but they're not essential. I can I can always have someone else do it or just wait a little longer and then come in when it, and do it when I get back. Like it's right. It's so stupid. <laughs> Let me take my sick time right. and let me go about my business. So, yeah, I, uh, I just thought that was so interesting uh, with the CDC and all of this information coming out. But listen, people stay safe. OK, uh, get vaccinated, wear your mask um, and isolate. If you feel like you're sick or around somebody that has been sick. Now, the last teapot that is on the tea kettle is a, a, a one that has <clears throat> been making the way around the internet. Um, this is something that we I wanted to talk about a while ago, but and there's updates to it, so I'll just read the updates, whatever, but Colorado's governor, Jared Polis, is commuting the sentence of the truck driver who was sentenced to 110 years in prison for an interstate wreck that killed four people. He announced Thursday calling the sentence highly atypical and unjust. Rogel Lozado Aguilera Mm-hmm. was convicted in October on four counts of vehicular homicide. Um, he was driving a semi-tractor trailer in April 2019, traveling at 85 miles per hour when his brakes failed. So let's just be clear. He driving, full work, his brakes failed. Rohel was not under the influence. Rohel was not texting. Rohel was driving with a seatbelt on, driving. He -hmm. told investigators at the time he tried to pull over to the shoulder to avoid stop traffic, but another semi had already stopped there, uh, according to the arrest affidavit. Uh, The crash led to a 28-car pileup, and it left four dead. Um, The length of the sentence was due to a change in their sentencing laws, from the prior governor um, and it's with their maximum sentences. So basically that's just like, if you have basically just saying like, you know, a formula for sentencing. So if like, okay, four people died, each person that has died and it's like uh, any type of homicide, that's like 30 years per person. So for like, you know what I mean? So it's not, the law doesn't look into or the sentencing with these maximum sentences don't look into anything else it's just like a homicide four people die this is it 110 years and you know Horrell is uh 
28 years old. He's got a wife, got a son. And mm-hmm. for all purposes, did not do anything. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. People died and that is sad. And like, you know, but like it was an accident. I do want to know how he ended up going so fast. So, I mean, I, wherever he was at in Colorado, I think the speed limit was like 85. I thought they said that the speed limit was like 50 something and he was going 85. Oh, like he was like well over the like, was it because it, it may, maybe it was, I guess if your brakes failed and like you can't like, stop it that, and you know, were you just accelerating? Like, was it downhill? Like, how did you get like, did they, were they able to prove like, would they, did they like look into the truck to see like if the brakes indeed were like not. So, yeah, no, the, the brakes absolutely failed. Um, so that that's confirmed. Okay. Uh, but again, like imagine you driving home from Pittsburgh, your brakes fell and like you caused an accident that happens to be like a fatal, but you weren't, you didn't do anything wrong. And again, like I understand, like, again, maybe he was going over the speed limit, uh, but like 110 years and 110 of course, years is not justice. Right. Uh, it's extremely excessive. Like, and, and it, it, it was what was heartening to me about this story was the fact that the family members of the victims, the people that were killed also agree. They were like, this is, we, he does not need to be in jail for 110 years. Right. And I do, I, I, I kind of want to read a little bit more into it because I oh. am sort of like, because if the brakes, if the brakes did fail, if this was a, 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 uh, an accident through no fault of his own, I'm kind of interested to see how he even is serving time at all. Well, right. It, well, and, and that, Again, that is the question. And I don't know if it has to do with the, the result of the Colorado laws passed by the legislator, uh, signed prior by the governor um, of the sentencing. And again, I, I don't know if it's because it is a, a vehicular homicide and people have died. Like, I don't know if that plays a role into it. Um, but yeah. And again, it, it's this young person of color, like out here making a living. And again, I know this is like off topic, but like interesting for me and when I talk about our judicial system because here we have Alec Baldwin Mm -hmm. on on a movie set with a loaded gun killed Mm -hmm. somebody Mm -hmm. and I just feel like it's different now granted different laws different like you know but Alex was never Alec was never arrested you know cooperated with the police but I just also feel like the judicial system like you you know what i mean you know, yes. like i just feel like it's 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 looking a little double standardy mm. looking mm. A little, i mean granted he did kill four people alec baldwin only killed one but still it's a loss of life it, it's it's so the it's, same thing accidental death accidental um and it really wasn't until and this is the thing that like kind of annoys me the about national attention that it got yes it wasn't mm-hmm. until the national attention that people and here's another thing shout out shout out to all of the truck drivers in Colorado because when this started making its rounds all of the truck drivers that drove that had routes to drive through Colorado or drove in Colorado baby they went on strike as they should at, they went on strike and this was right before Christmas they was like y'all want y'all Christmas gifts y'all want y'all this we not doing none of this until the <laughs> law is like until something is done and it wasn't uh, like celebrities like Kim Kardashian calling for a lesser penalty more than five people signed a petition asking for the governor to reduce mm-hmm. 
his sentence. And um and so the good thing about this is that like you know, I feel like they answered the people's like they like you know they 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 responded. Mm-hmm. And you know the governor took action, and like you know, he lessened his sentence to five years, uh, to ten years, and he could possibly be eligible for parole um, in five. Um, and so, like that is the good thing. And again, I, I I just think that like when we come together for a good cause and when we unite, like we can get it done. But I just also feel like if this did not get national attention, he would have been sitting in the rotting. He would have been sitting years. there for rotting. And I just feel like it shouldn't take five million people. And again, the judge's hands were tied in the sense of the judge was like, this is the maximum sentence like in this law. But like the judge, like the, I, I just feel like, can you like use your discretion? Hello? Literally your, your job is to, like your, your job is discretion. <laughs> like what is, okay. Like that's like, for me, that's what again. And again, I don't listen. I don't, it just, again, our judicial system is flawed. And yeah, if this did not get national attention, if this like five million, like, you know, if, if the truckers in Colorado didn't shut down, like this poor young man with a, a child and a white, like, it's just like, and don't get me wrong. I am not minimizing the lives of the people that were lost mm-hmm. at all. Um, but, you know, accidents happen. Right. It was an and it's out of it's it's out of our control. It'd be different if he was drunk. It'd be different if he was on drugs. It'd be di- it, it, it would be a lot of things different. But like when you look at the facts of this case, it was just the perfect storm of chaos, and it just you know it was ended up killing four people. But it I, like our justice system is so like uh, archaic in a lot of ways. Just like an eye for an eye, Hammurabi's code, like is like sort of like well steeped in it. Like when you some if someone if if there's a life that is lost people demand that someone else's life must get messed up somehow mm-hmm. and that's not always what real justice actually looks like right and for me i also think of like you know how many other cases with these maximum sentences are people sitting in jail mm-hmm. and you know what i mean it's just like this is just the one case that we know of like for lesser things too for right and it's like we know our prison system our prison system is a for-profit system the people like our prisoners in jail are making products that companies are then selling like you, it, it, it's just like listen and mind you, you you've heard the conversation of like you know uh like the prison system is like the new slavery system like these mm-hmm. people are working in there for 35 cents mm-hmm. an hour for peanuts baby for peanuts for then for them making stuff for manufacturers that then sell it for hundreds of dollars. Mm-hmm. The living conditions in which the people live in are horrible. It, it's just like Ooh, yeah. I can never go to prison. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm, honey. I used to um yeah, I when I I used to have to like go to our county jail to have like visitations, like to bring the children to visit with their parents when like some of the parents and it was court ordered. And um I remember like we had to take a training before we went to the jail. Now, mind you, off topic, but y'all know, like, I'm, like, low-key obsessed with, like, jail and, like, you know, all of that. Like, it's always been just something so interesting to me, being as though I was, like, very young when my brother went away to prison. Um, And so we had to take this training before, like, I could be, like, the assigned social worker to take these children. And they were like, do you want a tour? And mind you, everyone was like, no. I was like, yes. And, like, just, like, because I just was like, well, one, I wanted to see the boys. And I just wanted to, like, I wanted to, like, see 
And the one thing that like I will never forget is like when like they like brought me into one of these like um units. It was the smell for me. Um I just like that smell. Like it just like no sunlight, just seeing like these living quarters. Um yeah, it was just really eye opening for me. Yeah, I was um, watching a a documentary about like the experiences of trans people in uh prison and it's it's desolate. It's really dark. Like it's it is not a good place to be at all. And especially if you are and depending on what state or depending on what county you are, um sometimes they'll tra- they will house the trans like the trans women in in general population in the men's facility. <sighs> so but yeah, horrible, disgusting. Um and yeah, they're <laughs> The year 2022, we need reform. Okay, we do. We need, like, <laughs> we, uh, all over the place. Uh, I just uh, need this year to be good. I need. This well, year and to mind good. you, I saw a tweet that was like somebody was like, "I just realized that you say 2022 is like 2020, comma T O." Oh no, no, no! Don't tell me that. I was like, "Ooh, I hope that that can't be true." No. Don't say that. Uh, but um, I am excited for the new year. Uh, I just feel like the last three years have made me like I'm excited for the personal growth and like, you know, my friendships and all of that. But like as a society and as the world child, I'm a little jaded. I'm nervous. Yes. I'm I'm watching. Listen, that Tammy meme with her with the cigarette pointing. Listen, 2022. Come in here. Sit down. <laughs> And shut the f up. <laughs> shut the f up and just do what you gotta do. Keep it cute. Act like you've been somewhere. Okay. I, act yeah. like act like you've been raised with some sense. Uh, we need it. We really do need it. Because like, I feel like the past two and a half years have just shut, been it's been a lot. Easy. It has been a lot, but one of the highlights of these past two years has been the casual tea. Yes. I, um, I'm just so happy that we have cultivated a space where we can have difficult, fun, intriguing, uh, thought provoking conversations. Um, and I'm just so happy to have them with you. I'm so blessed that, you know, 2021 brought you in my life. And yes, I am. Excited. So before we conclude this week's casual tea, what you working on, Amon? What's the tea? What's going on? Give us give us the updates. I am out here, you know. Um always follow me at Amon Adwin on Twitter and Instagram. I have um just recorded a podcast for the upcoming season of Drag Race. I'll be back for that with Beth and Liana over on um, rehab ups. I also will be teaming up with the Grace Leader, who will be helping me podcast about Euphoria on post show recap. So, yeah. you know, I've got some stuff coming in the pipeline. Celebrity Big Brother's about to start up. I feel like this is going to be a messy ass season. I'm kind of here for it. So, do we know? Do we know anything about any of the cast? We don't. I mean, it's been heavily, heavily speculated for quite some time now that Tadra Call is probably going to be on the cast. Like, I feel like it's sort of like. I feel yeah. like it's like all but confirmed that he's on the cast. Um, now, but as far as anybody else is concerned, we don't really know. They've been what about pretty Tiffany, hush-hush. New York? You know, people might find this kind of surprising. I kind of don't know oh. if I want her on the show anymore. Oh. I have been like the biggest Tiffany fan for so long, and of course, if she's on the show, I'm gonna love it still. But a piece of me is like, hmm, 
I don't know if I want her on the show because I feel like it's she's always heavily speculated each year. And I feel like other celebrities are going to try to get her out as soon as they walk in because they're like, oh, my God, everybody wants her on this show. She's like, going to be a fan favorite. Get rid of her. And I don't know if I can handle that because if I have to watch that happen, I'm going to be pissed. So, like, the one thing about New York, she always surprises and makes a way. So I don't know. You might be right. You might be I, right. I don't know. Well, listen, y'all got the deets on a mind and we will be back with some more casual tea because it's the casual tea with a mind and B. It's the casual tea with a mind Yeah. Bump, bump, bump. Bob's got a message. Bob's got a message. Bob's got a message for you. Bob's got a message for you. This is Miss Barb, and I want to begin by wishing everyone a happy, healthy, loving, peaceful new year. 2021 was such an emotional roller coaster ride for all of us, and I'm thankful we all made it through. With that in mind, I want to share this piece with you. There will always be sadness. And anger, hurt, heartaches, disappointments, and frustrations. The way towards peace is never by avoiding these feelings. And it is never by sealing these emotions inside without a way to let them out. Peace is found in learning what your mind and soul need to do to process these emotions in a healthy way. Peace is found in learning how to let out your anger and hurts in a way that brings you back to feeling light and free again. Peace is found in accepting that life will bring every emotion and that it is up to you how you want to ride with them. You can ignore them as long as you can, but they will fester and grow until one day you have no choice but to release them. You can fight them, but you will never find peace through fighting with yourself and the emotions you are feeling. So you must learn how to let yourself feel them fully and learn to let them go, to return to your peace. Once again, Happy New Year. Love you. Who's the freak? Who's the freak? Who's the freak of the week? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that freaky, freaky freak? Who's the freak of the week? Might be me, might be you, might be 
And we are on to this week's Freak of the Week. Yes, it is a clean slate, but with sad news, the world has learned that the great actress, that is Betty White, passed away on New Year's Eve. She was 99 years old. She was slated and excited to make it to her 100th birthday on January 17th. She recently did an interview with People Magazine stating that she felt that she was in really good health and just excited to be the age that she was. We all know Betty White from her iconic role as Rose Nylon from the sitcom The Golden Girls that aired in 1985 to 1992. Y'all know Rose was from St. Olaf and she just was the biggest key on the Golden Girls. I remember as a young child going to my dad's house every other weekend and my aunt Helen uh, would always be watching the Golden Girls. And I remember like eating dinner, watching the Golden Girls and being like, oh, this is like, what? Like, I don't want to watch this. Where's Nick at night? And as a young adult in my college years, I discovered the Golden Girls again and how funny they were like literally like I literally can watch the Golden Girls to this day and I will crack up at a Blanche I will crack up at a Sophia I will crack up at a Rose and you know Rose was the last living member of the Golden Girls they all have gone before her and she just lived an amazing life 99 years old she had got her start in acting at such a young age Betty started acting her senior year of high school where she played the lead role in the high school play and she skipped college and began performing on the radio. But before launching her acting career, she married twice First to Dick Baker, a award world two pilot. She wed in 1945. Then in 1947 to her agent, Lane Allen, her first syndicated nationally sitcoms was The Life of Elizabeth. Okay, Betty, listen, Betty been out here working in the 1950s. She appeared on a game show called Password. Miss Betty was on the Mary Tyler Moore show. Okay, she was on Happy Homemaker. She just did a lot. And, you know, for me, what I most know of Betty is from the Golden Girls um, as Rose. And then even after that ended, just in the last five years, being on SNL, doing commercials with Mimi Leaks, she just lived such a full life. She was so fun. And I just... Like, you know, Betty is Rose to me. And, you know, from St. Olaf, like, it just is so important to give people their flowers while they are here. And one thing that I do know is that Betty received her flowers while she was here. People celebrated and loved on her. And she was an iconic actress. She may be gone in the physical sense, but her spirit and legacy will live on forever. My great-grandmother mama always told me that good people always pass in their sleep. And it is being reported by Betty White's agent that she passed in her sleep. And yeah, what better way to go than to just go to sleep and not think of anything else? Betty, your legacy will truly live on forever. And 
the way I honor people and the way that I give people their flowers is making them freak of the week. If Betty White is freak of the week, that means we are coming to an end of our first podcast of the year. Thank you so much for listening and supporting your baby boy. It truly means the world to me. If you have not already, please make sure you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever it is that you get your podcasts from. We are there. Hit the subscribe button. Write your baby boy a review. Give me some five stars and tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend that we are starting with a clean slate because it's a it's a, it's a, it's the purple pants, it's the purple pants, it's the purple pants podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the purple pants podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. It's the purple pants podcast. You're trying to unwind, you better get that box wine. It's the purple pants podcast. You're trying to get your snack, you better hurry right back though. It's the purple pants, it's the purple pants. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.